Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, July 15th, and if you're listening to this, as always, you made it through another week, and margaritas are in order. It's also Father's Day weekend. We'll get into that in a little bit, but right now we got a ton of birthdays to get to. All right, happy birthday to Sam Giancana, Waylon Jennings, Cubs great Billy Williams, Jim Barney, Dusty Baker, James Belushi, Julie Haggerty of Airplane fame, Helen Hunt, Courtney Cox, Neil Patrick Harris, and Ice Cube. In honor of Ice Cube, we're going to make today's song of the day, No Vaseline. Now, as I mentioned earlier, it is Father's Day weekend, so first and foremost, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, I am also a father, as you uh, know if you've listened to this, got three kids, um, I am not the, uh, the grilling or tie dad, though. The kids, uh, kids are never getting me a tie. I guarantee you that one. And, uh, yeah, I would much rather just never have a grill on the deck than actually stand in front of a grill and grill something. That is not who I am. Uh, so I'm a little bit different in that respect. Uh, I'm still the loud, hairy guy that walks through the house yelling at people to turn off lights, so I'm, I, I am your typical father in that respect. But uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Uh, we lost my father a few years ago. Um, I hope you still got your dad, and if so, say happy Father's Day to him from us. So, what the heck's been going on this week? Uh, well, I took my first kayak trip ever. Uh, you know, once again, thank you very much to my sister-in-law, Michelle, my mother-in-law, Diane, and my father-in-law, Poppy, for the kayak for my birthday. It's an Aruba 10-foot, nice little starter kayak. Got it out on the uh, Rock Run Rookery in Shanahan, Illinois, and that was a nice little body of water to get out on the first time. Uh, not too menacing, very calm, lots of little inlets and islands to go around. It spills out onto the Illinois River. If you're in and around the Shanahan area and you get into kayaking or canoeing, check out the Rock Run Rookery off of Route 6, just uh, just east of I-55 there and just a tad south of Route 6. Um, I, it was beautiful back in there. I took some pictures. If you want to see them, go to my website at TomPowellJr.com. Um also this week, my son told me he, uh, he rage quit TV because the TV acted up on him. Now, I have co- since come to learn that rage quit is a gamer term or uh, an online term, and he gets into all of that kind of crap, so I can understand where he got that term from now that I know that. But uh, rage quit. Uh, son, you are six. You don't rage anything at all, ever. I mean, it's rage quit. What the hell are you talking about? Especially from a kid who doesn't like butterflies landing on him and won't swing the golf club at his first golf practice because he's too embarrassed to be embarrassed. But he was the only kid not swinging the golf club and that wasn't embarrassing to him. But uh, nonetheless, I thought rage quit was kind of funny. I said I was going to make some t-shirts. My friend Kevin Pryor (laughs) promptly pointed out that that was actually a common term in the gaming community. So on uh, the YouTube community or whatever, so that's uh, there's probably some rage quit T-shirts out there already. We'll see if we can't get one with the boys' face on it though. Um, real quickly, also, 
since the last broadcast, we have had our 13th Triple Crown winner, Justify, became, the, like I said, the 13th Triple Crown winner. So that is something that does not happen very often, first and foremost. So you got to witness a little bit of history if you, uh, if you got to see all of Justified's, or Justify's races. But uh, I think that's kind of cool when a horse can win in the Triple Crown because it doesn't happen very often. I mean, that is... That is one hell of a feat, so congratulations to Justify on being the uh, 13th triple, triple Crown winner in horse racing history. The horse is uh, it's impressive, very, very impressive. It's a, it's a hell of a sports feat. Uh, it's, it's, almost, uh, it's almost as impressive as getting swept in the finals twice. Yeah, I'm back on LeBron, and yeah, I'm salty about LeBron. Since we've last talked, I gave, I gave LeBron a little bit of a ripping in last weekend's, last Friday's podcast, and then I heard from some friends on Facebook, oh, you just hate LeBron. You know what? I don't deny that. I do hate LeBron, and let me tell you why. I hate anybody who claims to love a city so much he bleeds for that city and then burns that city, then goes to another city and then burns that city when things don't go his way the first year things he doesn't win a title, comes back to the original city, reclaiming his love for the city, and is now on the verge of burning that city again. Yeah, you're right. I freaking hate LeBron James. He's a punk-ass bitch, period. He is getting ready to burn Cleveland for the second time. You watch. That guy's going to be in L.A. or Boston. I'm telling you right now. I mean, let me ask you Celtics fans something. You want LeBron on your team? I don't care if it gets you a ring. You want LeBron on your team? No morals whatsoever when it comes to, no, or no loyalty whatsoever when it comes to his basketball family. None whatsoever. And those fans in Cleveland took him back in. Took him back in, and he's going to burn him again. The disloyal, bitch-made fool that LeBron is, no, I don't like LeBron. I will tell you first, right up front, first and foremost, I don't like him. And yes, he just got swept for the second time in the NBA Finals in his career. And that there, so endeth the debate against Michael Jordan as to who's the greatest. <clears throat> Guy has lost five final series, two by sweeps. You don't have five finals losses and two of those coming in the form of sweeps and be called the greatest ever. You don't. That debate is over forever. I don't care if LeBron wins eight more titles with seven more teams. That debate is over forever. Done. LeBron James is not, never has been, nor ever will be the greatest basketball player to ever live. That is Michael Jordan, and the guy's getting ready to burn Cleveland again. And Cleveland, this time, when you burn those LeBron jerseys, you burn them for good. And, I, you know, listen, I know he doesn't have a chance of coming here because we don't have the superstar team he needs in order to buy himself another ring, but I hope that the Bulls better not pick him up. i tell you that right now. Bulls pick them up. Guess what? I'm wearing a Celtics jersey from here on out. Forget about it. The guy has no class and no loyalty to anybody in sports. 
You want to see class and loyalty in sports? You go find that baseball pitcher. I don't know if you saw the uh, the, ba- the high school level baseball pitcher who uh, was playing against his old high school friend uh, for a chance to get to uh, some statewide championship. And uh, the pitcher was on the mound. His friend was at the plate. It was the last out of the game. He throws a strike in there to strike his friend out and eliminate his te- friend's team. And as the catcher comes out to greet his pitcher in celebration of <clears throat> being propelled to the championship game, the pitcher goes right around his own catcher and consoles his old high school friend who he just struck out at home plate. I'll tell you what, LeBron James needs to get on a plane and spend an afternoon with that young man. That is class. That is loyalty in sports. LeBron James walked off the court at the end of the finals getting swept and didn't shake anybody's hand. Didn't shake anybody's hand. And that is after he had that stupid-ass press conference at the beginning of the finals where he said he's the best player in the world. He's not worried because he's the best player in the world. You are a punk bitch. You need to get on a plane and go spend some time with a real athlete who has real class and real loyalty. You need to go find that baseball pitcher. That kid has class. That kid has more class and loyalty in his little finger than you do in your entire body. That kid, hats off to that kid. What you did there, acknowledging the lifelong friendship you had with the guy that you struck out. And that this is sports, but it still stings. It's just a game, but it stings. We need more of that. We need a lot more of that. I'll tell you something else we need more of in sports. We need more mic'd up umpires. Did you see the mic'd up, the video of the mic'd up umpire and the uh, uh, going at it with the guy from the Mets? That is something we definitely need more of. More mic'd up umpires because that's great. I want to I hear some mic'd up conversation with an ump and a manager, nose to nose, dirt flying, guys picking up first base and going ballistic on the infield. Mic that up. Put that more. Please give me more of that. Please, 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 please give me some more of that. That was awesome. Loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. All right. Those are some of the stories that have been going on this week, and I wanted to touch on a few of those before I got into uh, my main topic of the week. And, you know, it's my show, so it's my main topic. And that is the release of my book. My book is available. First things first, if you want to find my book, it is available in paperback and ebook form on my website, tompowelljr.com, tompowelljr.com. The hardcover copy is coming soon. We're just tweaking the last little bits of tweaks that we need to make for the uh, cover because uh, it, obviously it's a different layout with a hardcover cover that wraps around. Um, so, but that'll be coming soon, and then I'll have that on the website. I'll let you guys know through all my social media outlets, which you can also find on the homepage of my website. But the book is available now. Uh, it's thirteen ninety nine for paperback. It's three ninety nine for ebook form. Um, obviously, I make more money when you buy the physical copy, so please buy the paperback. But regardless, uh, the book is called "A Grateful Life: The Life Story of a Husband." father and taco loving deadhead and as you already know it's my life story from birth until the moment I decided to walk away from landscaping earlier this year. Um, 
So I want to talk just a little bit about it. First and foremost, about the cover. Uh, I want to thank my sister-in-law, Lisa, who took the cover photography, and Casamaya in Shorewood for allowing us to take the cover photography there. And some people might look at the cover and go, well, there's no text on the cover. Right. It's meant to be that way. The concert ticket that is in that is dis prominently displayed in the photograph is the text. On the concert ticket, the name of the event is the name of the book. The day that the time is that the event is held on the concerts, uh, Saturday, May 13th, 1972, the day I was born. The time the doors open is, the, is my time of birth. The location on the concert ticket, Gottlieb Hospital, Melrose Park, Illinois, is the hospital and town I was born in. The price of admission on the ticket is my weight at birth, six pounds, seven ounces. That's why I made the ticket six dollars and seven cents. And then obviously the BYOB 420 friendly is self-explanatory. So the concert ticket is the text. Now what else is in the picture? You've got a plate of tacos and rice. You've got a frozen strawberry margarita. You got some chips and salsa. You got my keychain with my Grateful Dead key, uh, my keys with my Grateful Dead keychain, and a map leading you towards the city of Chicago. Basically, a huge chunk of my life, all right there in the cover. It's supposed to represent me looking down at my plate of food at a restaurant that I got to smash before I grab my keys and that map and head off to this event, which is the story of my life somewhere in the Chicagoland area. So, that's the cover. Um, once again, thank you, Lisa, for taking the picture. I like the cover. I like thinking outside the box. I like the fact that there's no text on it. I like the fact that it's original photography. I like the fact that it was taken in one of my favorite Mexican restaurants in the whole wide world. So, it all just kind of came together. The picture on the back is me sitting at that table in that restaurant that day, nothing special. Me in a Grateful Dead shirt sitting down getting ready to tuck into a plate of tacos. It's a common occurrence. We just happened to catch it on film. So, that's the cover of the book. Now a little bit about the book. Uh, the book is 197 pages long. It has 13 chapters. And the chapters cover every aspect of my life, as you can imagine, beginning with the first two chapters are uh, dealing with my mother's side of the family and my father's side of the family. So I talk about my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, and how I grew up with these people and how they uh, impacted my life um, in various ways. And then I go into a chapter specifically about my parents and what kind of people they were, what kind of marriage they had, and what kind of existence we all had together when I was young. And I, I put an emphasis on that because it didn't last very long. My parents started arguing, I think, uh, about three months before I was born and got a divorce when I was eight. So it wasn't a very long-lived marriage by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't have my parents together in the house for a lot of my childhood, for just for a very brief moment. So those are the first three chapters. I then go into a chapter about um, the child abuse I suffered at my mother's hand and... Um, I'm going to talk about that very, very briefly here because I do write about it in the book and you can read all about it in the book. But um, my mother denied she ever beat us or beat me. 
and I should say me because she never laid a hand on my brother Mike, at least not that I ever witnessed. She denied it until the day she died. And even though I did have close relationships with her side of the family, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, I, I don't know to this day um, if they either don't believe that it happened or just didn't want to acknowledge that it happened because it was their sister, their aunt, their, their, their whatever. But um, I assure you, it happened. And we're not talking about uh, mom giving you an attention grabber upside the back of the head, and we're not talking about you know, getting a swat on the ass when you're really misbehaving in public. We're talking about child abuse. We're talking about strip naked. I was beat with belts. I was beat with shoes. I was beat with closed fists, open slaps. Uh, I had welts. I had bruises. I had, uh, I had many injuries from my beatings. My beatings took place until <clears throat> my mother was done beating me. And that was just the way of life for me. Uh, I discuss why I think that happened in the book. I give you some details on a handful of specific events. Uh, I don't try to spotlight a million events as to not turn your stomach completely while reading that chapter. But it did happen. It is real. It, it, it's real enough to have gone to a, you know, where I was sitting on a bench outside of a courtroom getting ready to testify against my mother before a last-minute deal was struck to allow me to go live with my father at the age of 13. So it got real enough for me to be in a suit in a court of law. So it got real enough for me on a day-to-day -day basis. So, uh, that yeah, that did happen. Um, I then go from that chapter into a, you know, the part of my life where I did go to live with my father. And it and he was living with his second wife at the time and uh, his divorce from her and our move to uh, southern Indiana, the town that my father was from, that a lot of my father's family is still in and that I spent a lot of time in my childhood at, specifically in the summers. <coughs> Excuse me about that, guys. Once again, this is not a professionally recorded podcast. This is like you and I sitting on the deck bullshitting. I say it every week, but I have to because that's what this is right now. Now, from that period of my life, I go into a chapter about my travels. And I spent a chunk of time on the road, uh, first working for a carnival, and then following the Grateful Dead in the early to mid-90s. Uh... Now, I started working for a carnival first. I met a guy that worked for a carnival, was like, hey, you want to go work for this carnival? I'm like, hey, you know, screw it. I got nothing going on. Let's go. Uh, spent a little bit of time on the road with them, uh, living out of a backpack, sleeping in a tent and underneath carnival rides until I met a gentleman who uh, turned me on to the Grateful Dead way of life, and I was able to just kind of fold right into that nomadic Grateful Dead family because I had already been living on the road. So it was just living in different places than I would be living with the carnival. <clears throat> that lasted until Jerry's death in 1995. Uh, that forced me to get a job so I can earn money, and that's what put me into landscaping, and eventually meeting my wife, Renee. Uh, so there's a chapter about my landscape career. 
Um, in that chapter, I talk about some of the companies that I work for, and I talk about uh, uh, one company in particular a little bit more because I did spend almost 10 years with them. That's the Fisher Burton Company. And uh, to Tom and Richard, both of you, um, from the bottom of my heart, I do uh, say that my time spent with you guys <clears throat> uh, was an enjoyable time. It was, it was a stress-free time from a, uh, a work environment. Like, you guys weren't providing stress on us. You know, the, the job provides stress on you, obviously. you got to meet deadlines and whatnot. But I can tell you that we never felt stress from you guys. It was a very calm, relaxed, comfortable work environment. And as I mentioned in the book, they taught me the most I, I, I learned from any landscape company out there. They taught me a lot of things that I took with me onto my next place of employment and that I took with me into my, when I owned my own company, which is another chapter I get into after I talk about the landscaping. I talk about meeting my wife and moving out to the beautiful town of Shanahan, which is where we currently live. And if you're within the sound of this damn broadcast and you like outdoor living, you need to get to Shanahan. you got hiking trails, you got kayak trails, you got a couple of major rivers and a canal flowing through our town. This is the place you want to be. Get down here, grab yourself a slice of Casey's Pizza, get the kayak wet in one of the rivers. You're going to enjoy it. And then I go into talking about working for myself, and uh, I bring some of those tools and some of those lessons that Tom and Richard taught me, and I put them into that experience and owning my own business. And, uh, I, you know, the, those guys were great to me. They were they were. They were very good to me. They were very, very good to my family. They were understanding when family issues occurred. <clears throat> and we needed to get away from work in order to deal with that stuff. They gave us a lot of autonomy to operate on our own. And I think that for a good good little while there, we were, we were damn successful. I mean, they still are successful. I'm just saying the, you know, I only know from the point in time that I was there. We were rocking back in the day. We were really rocking. You know, pre two thousand eight recession, we were uh, we were smoking. <clears throat> we had a lot of guys working. We were doing a lot of jobs. We were doing, you know what? We were doing a lot of damn good jobs. But regardless, I talk about my own company. I then talk about a chapter in a chapter about uh, my dad living with us in the last four years of his life and the complications that that brought, and uh, how his life eventually came to an end out here living with us and uh, I then talk about my decision to uh, retire and walk away from landscaping. There's also a couple of dedication pages in there and there's a couple of pages <clears throat> of my favorite quotes of all time and uh, that wraps up the whole book. That's that's the whole thing in a nutshell. Um, so <clears throat> it's my life story up until now uh, it's my life story in a nutshell for everybody to read. Um, it's true. It's accurate. It's not something that I had to sit down and create like a fiction novelist. It was just retelling the stuff that's already happened to me in written form. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you buy it. I hope you tell your friends about it. If you do buy it, if you could please, go give an honest review on Amazon. I am not asking for a positive review. I'm asking for an honest review. And give it an honest review. I thought this was good. I thought this was not so good. If there's a spelling error in there, 
I've had the proofreaders go over it, and then I've taken their information and gone over it. And then I added a few things after the proofreaders read it. So there may be an error or two in there, but hey, you know what? <clears throat> There's an error or two on every podcast. There's an error or two in every Facebook post. Why the hell wouldn't there be an error or two in a book? And you know what? If an error or two bothers you enough not to buy the book, sorry, don't buy the book. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, I hope you do buy it. I hope you give it an honest review on Amazon. I hope you tell your friends about it. Uh, I jokingly say in the, in the book that if I uh, sell enough copies of it, I'm going to take my wife on a banging vacation. I mean that. So buy the book. Buy the paperback, and then when the hard copy, hardcover copy comes out, buy the hardcover. And get it for the old man for Father's Day. Listen, I know you're not going to have it in time for Father's Day, but uh, pick it up for your old man anyway. If you're a deadhead out there, pick it up and uh, relive some stories from the 90s and uh, moving around this country and living, living the good life. If you're a child abuse survivor, pick it up and recant some of your own uh, stories and know that uh, there are other people like us out there that went through the same crap you did. And if you just want to harken back to that time when uh, the whole family gathered around the table and everybody laughed every Sunday, then pick it up and read the first couple of chapters because that's definitely what that part's all about. Whatever your reason for picking it up, just pick it up, if you don't mind. Spread the word. I thank you guys very much. I am already working on the second book. I'm hoping to have the second book out. Oh, April of 19 is what I'm hoping. It's what I'm crossing my fingers for. So uh, we'll, we'll hope, hopefully that proceeds nicely and I get a lot more writing time in the winter like I did this past go around with this book and I can really bang that stuff out and have it ready for you in April. And yes, I am already, already writing the second half part of my life <clears throat> in, uh, in a book that will be released hopefully not for many, many years. Um, and I'm writing that as I go, as to get more accuracy and, you know, I don't have to worry about a 60-year-old mind in a decade and a half trying to remember everything. So when something happens, I write about it in the book. Uh, so hopefully down the road, after a few books have been released, I've got a, I've got a few more ideas of stuff I want to write because, you know what, I didn't think I'd like it, but I freaking like it. And so i got a few more ideas I want to do, and I'm going to do them. And hopefully you guys will buy them and spread the word, and I can keep taking my wife on vacation. And then everybody's happy. You're entertained. My wife's got her feet in sand. And I get to travel the world. So let's make this happen, folks. All right, guys, listen, that's all I've got for this week. I thank you guys very much for listening again. Like I said, please go buy the book. Tell your friends about it. Have a great Father's Day weekend to all of the fathers out there. All you guys out there, have a good Father's Day weekend. Try not to be a dick about it. I know you get this day and you're like, it's my day. You know, just don't be too dickish about it, all right? Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy some time with the kids. Just sit and enjoy for a little bit. Relax. You don't always have to be running around. This is your day, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we will see you guys again next week, hopefully with some decent sales numbers. We'll see. Uh, as always, stay grateful and enjoy a little bit of the Friday song. Now, let me pause right there real quick. If you're listening to this on any platform other than Anchor, 
Anchor.fm. You don't hear the intro music at the beginning, and you don't hear the birthday music before the happy birthdays, and you don't hear the Friday song at the end. I have not made enough money yet to buy the licensing agreement. It's not that expensive, but I, I haven't bought the licensing agreement to be able to use those, so it's only available through Anchor's platform. Listen to it on Anchor.fm or download the app. It's 100% free. You put it right on your phone. It's an app. You pull it up. You listen to it. You shut it off. It's just another app on your phone. Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. Now, enjoy a little bit of the Friday song. 